context of Romans chapter 11. Uh, I've never read it in that context before, but Acts 13, let's look at verse 44. And it says, on the next Sabbath, on that Saturday, almost all the city came together to hear a word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitude, they were filled with envy and contradiction and blasphemy, and they opposed the things spoken by Paul. Here's that, here's that jealousy, as it were, and envy. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, It was necessary for the word of God to be spoken to you first, the Jews, but since you rejected it and judged yourself not worthy of everlasting life, they're responsible. Notice, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. And then, for so the Lord has commanded us, I have set you as a light, and then he quotes Isaiah, which I just read, to the Gentiles that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. And notice what happens. Isn't this wonderful? Now, when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many has been appointed to eternal life, believed. When were they appointed to eternal life? Eternity past, right? Before Adam ever sinned, they were appointed to eternal life. And then the word of the Lord was being spread throughout all the region. And then in verse 50, notice, but the Jews stirred up the devout and prominent women, the chief priests, and, and so on. And so uh, here we have this cycle. Salvation was always to come to the, to the Gentiles from Genesis chapter 12 through Isaiah 49 through Jesus. The Jews rejected it. God brings salvation to the Gentiles as, uh, as his own purpose, but his purpose is standing to bring, as it were, jealousy to uh, the Jews. The, um, this is certainly clear from history that all Jews were not moved to jealousy or envy. We just saw that. It, didn't, it wasn't for every one of them. But Paul has in mind here is true Israel. And again, this goes back to Romans chapter 9, verse 6, uh, that not all Israel is Israel. So Paul has in mind here the true Jews, and this is going to go back to Gary's point, that not all Israel is going to be saved, but there is going to be a remnant that will be saved according to the election of grace. And uh, again, Paul, Paul goes back to Romans 6. So in verse 11 here, envy uh, is not really negative, but it has a positive effect. The elect Jews will become envious and long to participate in the peace and blessings that were bestowed on the Gentiles. That's what Paul is getting at here. And then in verse 12, uh, notice what he says here. For if their fall is riches for the world and their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness. Here we have Paul's conclusion that the Jews have fallen is rich to the world, and their failure uh, riches to the Gentiles. Uh, what's the failure? What's the failure of the Jews? The, yeah, this unbelief, but mainly in the New Testament, just the rejection of Jesus Christ, right in their very presence. And so um, that was their failure. It was a rejection of Christ as the Messiah. One writer says, this, for them, was a fatal defeat. This, this was the final act when they rejected Christ. And Acts chapter 2 and 4 makes it clear that they were responsible. The Jews were responsible for the crucifixion of Jesus. And it says here, um, defeat may have been fatal, another writer wrote, but it is not final. There's still 
some Jews that will be saved. And that's Paul's point here. It was fatal to them, the rejection of Christ, but yet there's still a remnant, as it was back in the day of Elijah. There's a remnant in the future for that some Israel will be saved. There will be some Jews being uh, saved. And it certainly, uh, in time, a full number of God's elect Jews will bow the knee to Christ in repentance and faith. Uh, and we'll look more at that in detail as we get to the end of the chapter. So I'll stop there a minute if anybody has any questions or thoughts. I know there's a lot here. Um, I went, uh, yes, Karen. Yeah, and that's, that was your fatal blow, right? We're Jews, right? We're Jews. God's going to save us. No, he's not. He'll save some of you, not all of you. He's going to put you and cast you into hell, those that reject you. He's going to harden your heart for your rejection, but he's going to save some. Uh, that reminded me of John, um, what you just said there, uh, John uh, 1 there. I think it's verse 14. Um, Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And so uh, the, the, they weren't, they didn't become born again because they were Jews. They were, they were because of the will of man or because of what they were. Uh, he came into his own. His own did not receive him. Uh, the Jews had rejected him. But as many, there were some Jews that re- did uh, accept him, Paul in particular, uh, and he gave them the right to become the children of God, even to them that believe or had faith in his name. So, uh, yeah, it's, I didn't grow up a Jew, obviously, so I don't know what it's like. Uh, but uh, there are um, those that are Jewish, and um, God has a special place, always has, and will in the future for those who are true Israel. Did you have a question? From our perspective, that's true. From an eternal perspective, it was always God's will to save the Gentiles, right? Revelation chapter 5, Genesis chapter 3. Yes, but from our perspective, you're exactly right. And, and, and so, Tim? Oh, yeah.
we'll talk a little bit about this in a couple of weeks, but the amillennial view would see that in, in many, many very good Bible teachers believe that, and I'm not taking a position on eschatology. I think Romans 11 presents a huge problem for the amillennialist, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, this is, there's something, I don't know what it is, I don't have all the answers, and I'll tell you that later, but there's something about Israel that God still has a place for them, whether it's as a nation completely or if it's the Jews, but uh, I don't think, I think Romans 11 is a, a very difficult passage. Um, even John Murray, uh, who was a, a staunch millennialist, says there's, it, I, he himself not sure how to really understand Romans 11. So, yeah, very good point. All right, uh, we're 13 and 14. Let's look at that quickly. For I speak to you, to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. If by any means I may provoke the jealousy of those who are my flesh and save some of them. So here's Paul, a Jew, but he's, a, uh, he's to the Gentiles. And he says, by the way, if some of the Gentiles are saved and, they, and the Jews get jealous, great. That's a wonderful thing. That, that envy or that jealousy uh, will, will happen. To put things in context here, Paul, uh, from verses 13 through 24, uh, I think he's speaking directly to the Gentiles. You'll see that uh, and, and, and as we get through this. Uh, he calls himself an apostle to the Gentiles. Uh, he had certainly spent much time preaching to the Jews. He wasn't exclusive to the Gentiles. His ministry originally was to the Jews. Um, and he longed to see them come, come to Christ. Uh, however, uh, Paul's outreach uh, was to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. Uh, turn, just turn back to Acts chapter 18 a minute, um, and we'll see how that worked out. Uh, I think Paul would have liked to have stayed with the Gentiles, really, or, or the Jews, uh, although they, they weren't real friendly to him. Uh, Acts chapter 18, look at verses 5 and 6. Paul, uh, when Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. And notice this. But when they opposed him and blasphemed, he shook his garments and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. Who's, who hardened their hearts? Jews. Who hardened their hearts? God. Notice what he says here. Your blood be on your own head. I am clean. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. And he departed from there and entered the house of a certain man named Justice, wanting to worship God. And so from Acts chapter 18 on, Paul basically had enough of it. He said, okay, uh, I'm, I, I shake dust off my feet, as it were. It's a sign that you're on your own. You're on your own. And then he goes uh, to the Gentiles. Um, as a side note, um, there was another apostle to the Gentiles. Anybody know who that was? He was the first apostle to the Gentiles. Acts chapter 10 was Peter, right? Peter was the first, first apostle that went to Cornelius, and then uh, the Holy Spirit, remember, in Acts chapter 10, fell upon the Gentiles. And so, uh, but in Paul's point here, uh, he, uh, he makes it uh, clear uh, Paul uh, took glory to magnify his ministry to the Gentiles. Yeah, he didn't take it as a second uh, guess or as a second. Uh, he said, if the Jews don't want to, Paul was so interested in getting the gospel out to all the world that 
once the Jews had rejected him, Paul says, fine, I'll move on to the Gentiles. Again, this was always in God's plan. Paul didn't make that decision on his own, but uh, that's exactly how it came out. Um, And then look at verse 14. We'll just look at that quickly. Uh, He says, if by any means I may provoke the jealousy those who are my flesh and save some of them. Uh, We've already seen at the beginning of chapter 11, 9, 10, and 11, that Paul had a great love for his kinsmen, the Jews. Here in 14, Paul makes no apology for his motives. That is to see some of the Jews be saved. I'm I'm an apostle to the Gentiles, but I still have this desire to see some of the Jews be saved. And so if the Jews become jealous or envious because of Paul's preaching to the Gentiles, and this leads eventually to the salvation of some Jews, then Paul would say, praise God. That's great with me. If if some of the Jews get envious or jealous of the Gentiles, and it leads them to repentance, then praise God. So I'll stop here. Um, We're about out of time. Any comments, thoughts, questions? Nothing? Man. All right. Well, next week we'll pick up at uh, verse 15 and following. Ty will probably take a week or two more and then wrap this up, and then you can take chapter 12. So. All right, if you have any comments or thoughts afterwards, see me. Appreciate your time.